Hello, CBCS. Welcome back to the Chapel Podcast. My name is Anastasia Davi. I'm the Community Life Prefect here on campus. Today, we are joined with Dusty Davis as our speaker from Shoreline Church. He will be giving us a message about the good life and how do we find that and what does it look like as Christians. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, how's everybody doing? Did I, I didn't get to hear much. Are there any shoreliners here? Anybody? Come on. Yes, yes, okay. I'm not going to like make you come up here and introduce yourself. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, I'm excited to be here. My name is Dusty. What I'm excited to be here about is because I know what it is you're going through as middle schoolers, not just because I once was a middle schooler about a million years ago, but because I have four kids, three of which are now in high school. And so middle school is fresh in our mind. And the reality is middle school is not always easy, right? Middle school has some real, real challenges. And so far in this year, you guys have been talking about how good God is, the goodness of God. And if you guys remember, one of the speakers even had a message asking the question, is God good? Right? And kind of explaining how that's true. And today what we're going to look at is this. Is life with God where I find the good life? Is that where the good life's found? And if my life doesn't feel super good right now, then where is God? Right? If God is so good and the life with God is so good, because all of us, boys, girls, Christians, non-Christians, young and old, we are all looking for the good life. But there's a question in there, right? Because is what you think is the good life the same thing as what I think? is the good life. And I think most people would at least agree on this, right? The good life is a life that's easy, right? The good life is a life without drama, without problems, without, without struggle, without need, without like frustration or misunderstandings or anything like that. That stuff can't be a part of the good life, can it? But when I look at the life of Jesus... When I look at the lives of the people who lived around Jesus and walked with Jesus, I see that they lived the very best life that's ever been lived. And their life was filled with struggle. How can that be? Guys, the New Testament of the Bible is made up mostly of letters, most of them written by the Apostle Paul. And he wrote to churches, churches that he had planted. And he wrote and he encouraged them sometimes and he challenged them sometimes, and he gave them updates about what was going on and the gospel spreading and all of that sort of thing. And a lot of times what he had to do was correct their thinking if they had kind of gotten off track. So Paul wrote a letter to a church in a town called Thessalonica. The book is First and Second Thessalonians in the Bible. And in this letter, it's interesting because Paul does not promise them, now that they're following Jesus, he does not say, and now welcome to that good life. Welcome to that life that's going to be super easy. Following Jesus is just going to be without any kind of a struggle. He actually reminds them, guys, of something that's really heavy and really challenging. This is what Paul says to them in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3. Paul says, but you know, we're destined for such troubles. You know, you know, you understand that we're destined for troubles. As in, we all knew this was going to happen. We all knew struggle was coming. 
What kinds of struggles? What kinds of troubles were they facing? Well, they were being persecuted. For with their faith in Jesus, some were losing their lives, but many were losing their businesses. Many were, were facing all kinds of opposition from the government, from their own families, just because of their faith in Jesus. And instead of telling them in this letter, Paul doesn't come in and go, but don't worry, all this stuff's going to go away. Or don't worry, here's the answer. Or don't worry, Jesus will take all these struggles away from you and everything will be easy. He doesn't even say, guys, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that we're going through something challenging here. Paul basically says, guys, we knew this was coming. This is actually our, a part of our destiny. Not an awesome way to recruit people to your cause, right? Would not make a great motto like CVCS, a life of struggle, right? People aren't going to sign up for that. That's this, this isn't a great way to pull people in. But if we're promised that trouble's going to be part of the deal, then how come I hear so many Christian teachers and speakers and pastors and authors telling me the exact opposite? Why do I hear so often that if I just follow Jesus, then everything in my life is going to be without struggle. There's going to be earthly blessings. There's going to be a life of ease. I'm going to get that good life. Hashtag blessed. But when I look at the Bible, guys, do you ever pause and think? At the middle of our faith, at the very center of our hope is the Messiah, the person I'm trying to follow after. He was sold out by his friends. He was misunderstood and rejected by the people he came to save. He was hated and persecuted by the church at the time. He was prosecuted by the government. He was tortured, abandoned, and he was killed. This is the guy I'm basing my life on, and yet I'm surprised when there's any kind of struggle in my life. Who was Jesus? Isaiah 53 said that he was a man who was despised and rejected, a man of suffering, familiar with pain and sorrow. That's my king. And I'm trying to look like him. I'm wondering, why am I surprised when things are tough? Guys, if we have the wrong expectations, then we'll always be disappointed or surprised by struggle. I'll never forget, my wife and I was about a, a month into my marriage. My wife and I have been married for 21 years, right? I was a month in. And we had some huge argument about something really important, like gas or something wrong with me or where I put something or that I went surfing too much, right? Something like this. And we had an argument. And I remember thinking, well, I guess we're not meant to be together. And I'll pack my stuff. And I mean, we had a pretty good run for the last month or so. And I'll, I'll just move out quietly. My wife looked at me like, where are you going? What are you doing? You're never going anywhere. I'm never going anywhere. But we're going to disagree because we're imperfect people. This is what our relationship is going to look like sometimes. There's going to be forgiveness and there's going to be repentance. And then we're going to grow and Jesus is going to be at the center of all of it. But I had the wrong expectation. My expectation was in marriage, there's no argument. That's not true. In real and honest relationships, there's always going to be disagreement. There's always going to be Struggle, but I was so surprised by any kind of trouble in my marriage. And I think sometimes, guys, we're too surprised by the struggles that we go through in life. We've got the wrong expectations about what trouble means, and we have the wrong expectations about how to get through that trouble. Because if we think that the good life means there can't be anything wrong, then none of us is leading the good life. Problems in our life sometimes make us feel unseen or unheard or sometimes even unloved 
by God. Yet scripture, God so lovingly reminded me, John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble. Right? But take heart. I've overcome this world. He's already offering us hope. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, all those struggles you face, all those temptations, it's unique to all mankind. Is that something uniquely strange about you and the struggle that you're having? Everybody struggles, it tells us. James 1.2 says, consider it pure joy when, when you face trials. Not if, but when. I love it. 1 Peter 4.12 says, don't be surprised by the fiery trials when they come upon you. All these people in Scripture are trying to remind you, and i like, guys, it's going to get a little bit heavy. It's like a coach in the beginning of the season telling you practice is going to get gnarly. If you jumped right in to the middle of a heavy practice, you'd think, this is too much. Without the right expectation, you'd think, this isn't worth it. How can this be what playing this sport is like? I've been running for 100 miles. All of you who run as a sport, God bless you. I don't understand it. I only ever ran when I was in trouble, played football, played basketball. They made me run when I was late. So when I see people running, I'm like, that's the sport? Are they all in trouble? Are they just running because that's... That's the sport, right? But again, misunderstanding, just seeing the struggle, not seeing the payoff, not seeing the benefit, not seeing the joy, not seeing the camaraderie or the competition. We could do the same thing with our life. But I love what Paul continues to tell this church. He says, even while we were with you guys, we warned you that troubles would soon come and come they did. So Super stoked. Everybody's glad they came to chapel today. As a Christian, I'm promised that I'm going to struggle. But I want to tell you something, guys, that might be a little challenging to hear. The life that's full of struggle is still the very best life. The best things in life, you know this, are often some of the hardest things. Some of the things you're most proud of are the hardest things for you to achieve. Some of the things that are most difficult for you in your life right now are some of the things that you enjoy the most. And so, as a follower of Jesus, we do face troubles, but we never face troubles alone. Every Christmas, we sing songs where we say the word Emmanuel, which means our God with us. That's the story for us who are following Jesus, is that our God is not sitting in some palace somewhere. He's not on some mountaintop like so many of the false gods we read about. Our God has always been and always will be present with his people, even with, and maybe especially with, those that are struggling. But how I respond, how you and me respond to the struggles in our lives, how we deal with the hard situations, really reveals what we've done with Jesus. If trials just immediately overwhelm us, if fear just immediately paralyzes us, if the struggle just immediately pushes us back, it reveals how big Jesus is in our lives. Is Jesus just an idea? Just something my parents do? Just a teacher with some neat ideas? Just a guy with a sweet beard? Right? Is this all Jesus is? Thing I do on Sunday? Maybe a list of rules I try to follow. The guy who seems to be in the middle of all my songs. Is he just a ticket to heaven? Because he desires to be infinitely more. Daily more. He desires to be your ever-present help in time of trouble. 
your strong tower, your safe place that you run into and hide. He desires to be your hope and your future and all of your strength. He desires to be your closest friend. Imagine that. The God of the universe who hung every star in place says, I know you, I created you on purpose. And I desire to hear from you every single day. Blows my mind. Blows my mind that the God of the universe, right, who dwells in unapproachable light every day goes, I sure hope Dusty sits down and talks to me. The heck do I have to say? I remember when my kids were little, super, super little. I loved nothing more than just listening to their voice. Cutest little voices. I didn't care what they were talking about. I didn't care what they, they were telling me about something. They were so excited and so animated and they're just babbling on and on. And I just sat there and, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you know that that's how God looks at you? Just wants to hear from you. Wants to know what's on your heart. Wants to know what's on your mind. Wants to know what you're afraid of. Wants to know what you're excited about. Wants to know what you're struggling with. God wants to be that closest friend. He wants to be your protector, your provider, your very life. This is who he wants to be. If you'll let him. So God gave us that. He gave us his very presence in the form of his Holy Spirit. God of the universe says, in your struggles, I'm going to be close. I'm going to be right there. Remember when my kids were little? I'd take them out. We'd go surfing. I remember taking my oldest one once when the surf was big. I remember thinking, like, I don't know if he's going to paddle out with me. Paddles out with me. We sit down and surf. He eats it a couple times bad, and I'm thinking, he's never going to surf again. <laughs> I've ruined it. Stays in the water. Surfs the whole session. We get out, and now I'm starting to ask him. I didn't want to freak him out before. I'm like, buddy, why did you paddle out? The surf's so big. And he goes, I don't know. I go, weren't you scared? He's like, a little bit. I go, then how did you do it? He goes, I just figured you were with me. Just figured you were with me. I'm like, son, I can't protect you from the ocean. No, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> but he just had this confidence, like, I don't know what the struggle is, but my dad's going with me. It's the same of us. I don't know what's coming next week. But I know that your father in heaven's going to go with you. But he didn't just give you his Holy Spirit. He gave you each other. That's what Peter says. Peter sent Timothy to be there to encourage them. He says, we sent Timothy to strengthen you and to encourage you in your faith and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. How beautiful is that? I'm going to send you Timothy. He's going to bring you strength and he's going to bring you encouragement. I think he's going to bring you strength in the form of encouragement. You guys want to live differently in this culture? Encourage somebody. You guys want to be a, a shockingly different kind of person than is all over the news and all over social and all over that kind of stuff? Say a nice thing to a friend for no reason. Send him a text. Send her a text. I appreciate you. Man, you're such an incredible athlete. Man, you're such a loyal friend. Your voice is incredible. Tell other people things that are encouraging to them and watch them receive strength. Guys, we've been gifted one to each other so that in the middle of struggles, not only are we not alone because the Holy Spirit's with us, but we have each other. This was always God's plan. Community was always God's plan that we would never face trials alone. God gave you the friends that are in your community. And here's a question. Not only do you have those friends, but are you that friend? Are you the kind of friend that you wish you had? When it comes to struggles, when it comes to trials, when it comes to the things in life that don't always look good, are you the kind of friend you wish you could lean on? Be that friend. Be the type of friend that you want. Allow somebody to lean on you. 
Jesus told us that we had an enemy. And he told us that his plan is simple. He comes to kill, steal, destroy. That's it. Kill, steal, destroy. Everything. Destroy relationships. Destroy families. Destroy truth. Destroy entire cultures. That's his plan. And Jesus said, but I came that you might have life and life abundant. I came that you would have the good life. And guys, what if the good life is not the absence of struggles, but the presence of Jesus in our lives? What if we could live a very good life, even if it gets very hard? Leaning on Jesus, and then leaning on the people that he put in our lives. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are the author of life. I thank you, Lord God, that the good life is found only in you. God, thank you for the offer of your son, that through Jesus we have forgiveness, that through Jesus we find comfort and peace, through Jesus we can overcome any struggle, even the ones that are too big for us. God, remind us that we're never alone. God, thank you for the gift of community, of friendship. May we be a brave group of people. May CVCS be a place where kids go to those that are on the edges, to those that are on the outside, and draw them in. May we be the kind of friends that we hope we have. And in all these struggles, Lord, may we find the most rich and satisfying life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank you for that beautiful message. I am now joined with Dusty for a short interview. So my first question is, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Uh, stoked to be here. Love anytime I get the chance to be on CBCS's campus and and teach chapel. Uh, Like I said in the message, uh, my wife Nicole and I have been married for 21 years. We have four kids, two boys, Caden and Gavin are 18 and 16, two girls, Maddie and Brookie are 14 and 10. We love surfing. We love being outside and all that. Um, gosh, our story is a little unique. I spent 15 years as a business guy. Wow. And then the Lord called us into ministry. We spent a couple years uh, doing ministry in South America with the ministry, uh, living here, but traveling there. And then for the last five and a half years, I've been at the Shoreline Church. And so it's oh, been kind of a wild good. ride. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what do you hope students walk away with from your message? Yeah, I think... I hope that we clarified for them that the good life does not have to be a life without struggle. That just because Mm -hmm. something's challenging doesn't mean that it's bad. Mm -hmm. And then even as we struggle, recognizing that God is present in the midst of our struggle. He's he's provided his his presence. He's provided his word, his power. But then he's also surrounded us with with people Mm -hmm. to go through heavy stuff together, friends, family, the community that you guys have here at, at CBCS. Yes, absolutely. I constantly remind myself of the verse that says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper because I love how it said, it doesn't say no weapon will be formed against you. It yeah. just says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. And yeah. that's a hope to hold on to. And that even in our suffering and even in our trials, that there's much to be learned and virtue to be gained and character that can be produced from that. Yeah, absolutely. And then if people would like to connect with you or get to know more about you, where sure. could they go? Easiest thing to do is to email me, right? Dusty at theshoreland.org if you have questions or you want to just chat through more things. And I get I get the opportunity to teach things like this or to teach, mm-hmm. you know, at different churches and kind of around around the states and 
yeah, my hope, my hope is just to encourage people, right? My, my life's desire is just that people would come alive, come alive to God's plan for them, to God's love for them, that God wants to do something Absolutely. in us and through us. And, you know, that, that really the, the greatest adventure in life is following Jesus. So mm-hmm. that's my hope. I agree. Well, thank you so much for Absolutely. joining us today. It's been a joy. Yep. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cbcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.